0: The Tennis Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gam Podcast are presented by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. And use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Welcome, everybody, to the Tennis gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast Scenario. It is currently early Friday morning, August 25th, and I'm your host, as always, Scott Reichel. once again, going solo for this pod. Should be a fun episode, as it is time to get into the semifinals in Winston-Salem, as the U.S. Open is right around the corner, because it is starting next week. The draw officially came out for it. Now, I will talk about the... Draw in depth with the U.S. Open preview show, which should be taking place on Sunday, so keep an eye out for that. But either way, the point is, a lot of fun tennis in store, both in Winston-Salem and for the final Grand Slam of the year starting next week. And as a result, we will have three episodes in the next couple of days. This episode for the semis in Winston-Salem, we will have an episode for the final in Winston-Salem, and then, of course, we'll have the U.S. Open preview show. And we will once again resume the usual schedule for Masters 1000 events and Grand Slams. We will be doing one episode for every round. So once again, a lot of tennis apologies if you were expecting. Once again, an episode for every round of Winston-Salem. But I've stated before, we do it for the major tournaments only. Do it in... The Masters 1000 events and the Grand Slams, and you had Toronto and Cincinnati back to back, which is why we had so many tennis episodes over the past month. But it's also why we slowed down for this event, because it is a 250. So it's not as important. And as a result, we didn't cover it the same way, but we're back. So it has been a while and it's time to actually get into our picks from the last episode. Starting off with the lock and dog picks, unfortunately, those did not go well. Ended up losing both. We lost the lock with Hallis to win in straight sets against Acosta Diaz. He won the first set, and it looked like we were in good shape, but then it fell apart. It was embarrassing because Acosta Diaz's last match was about a month ago, and he got injured. So you figured, all right, maybe he's a bit compromised, maybe a bit rusty, and Hallis just could not put him away. On top of that, it was the first hardcourt match Acosta Diaz played Since the Australian Open, so roughly seven months ago, and Halas still could not beat him, which is embarrassing, and yeah, picked up a loss there. As for the dog, we were expecting a marathon between Fuksovics and Zhang, and that did not work out as Fuksovics kind of buried him, and he won in straight sets. So once again, went 0-2 on the lock and dog picks. However... I believe we made up for it with our outrights, which were really good so far in this event. Now, I have two things to say regarding the outrights. First of all, a reminder, we did not have any quarter odds. So if you ended up betting any of the guys to win the quarter, I think you did pretty well for yourself. But we could not do that because the odds were not up when I recorded. And the second thing was when we recorded it, there were some matches on Sunday, which ended a little bit before my recording time, so because of that, we did not have most of the books, the main books, having odds up for the outright, so I had to dig, and I found some random book in Jersey, and the reason why I bring it up, in hindsight, the odds that the book in Jersey had were not great, so hopefully you tailed my plays with better odds, but to go through the outright picks, we had four players, and they all made... Somewhat respectable run. So starting off with our lowest odd player, we had Chorich at eight to one. I found him later on at eleven to one on Fanduel, and he is currently still alive as he's in the semifinal. On top of that, we also ended up giving out Laheshka, who is also in the semis. Spoiler, but he's already in the final, so I'll mention that in a second. But Laheshka, we gave out at fourteen to one. I found him at eighteen to one. On DraftKings, but he is in the final. As for the other two, we gave out Vukic at around 20 to 1. I think I found him at like 25 to 1 at another book, and Vukic actually lost early on to Baez in a three set war. And then we had DeGir at 40 to 1, which was actually a very good price because most books had around 30 to 1. Uh, But we gave out DeGir at 40 to 1, and unfortunately, he ended up losing to Baez in straight sets on Thursday. So based on who we have left, we have two of the four semifinalists right, at least based on our projections. And if it could have been three, potentially, because DeGier was in striking distance. He was a pretty decent favorite going in against Baez. So you could have potentially hedged and made some profit on basically two and a half semifinalists. But still, the point is, if you ended up taking the semifinal players that we predicted you did well, because George was the favorite in this section, but it was still a pretty good price. And I know that LaHeshka was not the favorite in his section, and he was still able to get there. So once again, pretty solid show at the outrights. So we have a 66% chance of winning an outright because LaHeshka and Chorich are still alive, and they are joined by Baez and Korda. Quotes around Corda because he's not actually there, but he's there in spirit. So that's going to take me to the actual recap of the semifinal match of the uh, quarterfinal matches from Thursday. So starting off with the early match, you had an absolute war between Gasquet and Corda, where both players actually had match points in the tiebreaker. Corda once again was on the verge of a massive choke job. He was up a break on two separate occasions in the third set, including when he was trying to serve it out, and he blew it both times. Then he ended up going up 6-4 in the tiebreaker, and he blew that too. Gascade did have a match point at 7-6, could not win that. Then Corda ended up bombing two first serves, and then he ended up getting the mini break to win the match. So Korda ended up winning an absolute marathon at two and a half hours, give or take. And then Corda in the middle of the third set, ended up injuring his ankle. He kind of rolled it. He stayed in the match, but then after he ended up winning, he decided, you know what? US Open's on deck. I'm good. So he ended up withdrawing from the event in the semifinals. So as a result, Laheshka, who ended up beating Purcell in a pretty fun straight set match. It was competitive, 7-6-6-4, but Laheshka ended up beating Purcell and he was given a bye into the final. So Laheshka, one of her outrights at either 14-1 to or 18-1, to depending on when you got it, ended up making the final. So no sweat there. We already have one player into the final and hopefully he can end up cashing it for us. As for the late matches, you had a very long rain delay for several hours. So the matches took place pretty late and you had two blowout wins. So Church ended up winning against Sarundolo. No surprise there, 6-3, 6-1. He was a minus 500 favorite is what was supposed to happen. I was shocked Sarundolo even made the quarters and Sarundolo offered really no resistance. There were a couple of competitive Games, but I mean, to go through the actual match here, George did not get broken a single time. He won 79% of his first serve points, 52% of his second serve points. Sarundalo only won 22% of his second serve points, and he got broken four times. So the match was really not that close, and George won in straight sets, but he only lost four games. And you're thinking, well, that's a blowout until. You saw the match that was happening at the same time between DeGere and Baez, as Baez ended up only losing three games in the entire match. DeGere arguably should have won the first set. I know he lost 6-3, but he had a bunch of chances. He was up below 40 in the first service game for Baez, did not convert, had a 30-40 breakpoint chance at 1-1, did not convert, had another breakpoint chance when he was down, uh, 3-5, did not convert there. So DeJir won 0-5 for 5 on break points in the first set, and he wasn't looking very good early. But it seemed like mentally, when he got broken at the 3-4 game and eventually lost the first set, DeJir completely just punted the match because it was tied 3-3 in the first set, which means Baez won the final nine games of the match and DeJir was just looking completely disinterested, a lot of unforced errors, the body language was terrible, and it was a classic dezier meltdown. So unfortunately, our 40-1 ticket went up in flames, as Baez ended up winning, but still, the point is we do have two of the three players left, because Korda went AWOL, so because of that, we have a very good chance to cash this, unless Baez ruins our hopes and dreams. But anyway, time to actually get into the... A preview for the one match on the card as you have a matchup between Chorich and Baez taking place at around 6 30 p.m eastern time so for this match Chorich is a decent favorite at around minus 175 Baez is around plus 137 the other way as for the spread you have two and a half games Chorich minus two and a half is around minus 110 minus 120 Baez same thing in the other way, plus the two and a half, and the over under is at 22 and a half. As for the sets, you can get this match to go to three sets at around plus 110. You could chop around and probably find a better price. Let me just see if I could find it. Some books are still kind of being lazy when it comes to putting lines up, so let me see if I could find a better price than 110. Should be able to if they actually would post it. So I found. Two and a half sets over at plus 135, so I did find a better price. Uh, But for the sake of this overall match in the head-to-head in their careers, there is none. They've never faced off before, so this is going to be uncharted territory for both players. Now, I mentioned a second ago, both players won their matches very easily into the quarterfinals, so rest should really not be an issue. They both were the later matches on the card, so there is no rest advantage for either guy. Baez's match technically ended first, but it was by like 5-10 minutes, so it really doesn't matter. And to go through the path of both players, Chorich has taken care of business like I thought he would, and he has dropped one set in the entire event, ended up beating Hichikata in straight sets, probably should have dropped the second set there, had a nice comeback and won, I believe it was an hour and 20-minute set, where he won 7-6, then he ended up beating Mamo in three, Uh, went to a breaker in the middle set, which he lost, but he responded well, got an immediate break and won the final set 6-3, and then he beat Sarandolo 6-3, 6-1. As for Baez, he had a war in each of the first two rounds and then ended up having a very easy match against Tagir, but that looked like it was going to be tricky for a while. Now, to go through the actual path, beat Galan in three sets. He was losing early in that match, lost the first set, and then he came back and kind of flip the script. I believe Golan was up a set and a break, and then he completely fell apart. And then Baez ended up taking the second set, and he rolled from that point forward. But in the second set, Golan was up 4-2 and then lost the next four games of the set. And then after that, he could not recover. So Baez ended up winning. Then he had a war against Vukic, which was once again one of our outrights who went up in flames. Uh, Entertaining match, but Vukic, unfortunately, just could not get it done as he lost 6-4 in the third set, so picked up a loss there. And then, once again, Baez beat another one of our outrights in Dejere, 6 So, Baez has been an outright destroyer, and he's going for his third straight outright of ours to defeat. Uh, so, we'll see what happens there, but for the sake of this overall path... It's really an interesting path to to analyze because Chorich has looked pretty good. Having said that, he really hasn't played anybody worth a damn. And that's why we took Chorich. We took him because I would really thought his quarter was easy. And I figured that Chorich should make the quarters because of it. And he did because he's facing off against Hichikata, Momo, and Sarundalo, which means the highest ranked player that he faced out of those three is roughly in the 90s. So once again, Chorich should have won those matches, and he did. As for Baez, he was an underdog in the first round against... uh, Sorry, Galan. Then he was an underdog again against Vukic, and he was an underdog again against DeGir. So he has been the underdog in all three matches, and he's been the Cinderella story. So we'll see what happens here. Now, Chorich is the favorite once again uh, for this one. So Baez is an underdog, which is no surprise. But for the sake of the odds here, Chorich is once again... A decent favorite at 175. Now, do I think he's going to win? I think he should, because Baez isn't a great server, and I do think George does have the better first serve, so might be able to steal some free points, but Baez has looked pretty comfortable, and I do think you can see this marathon, uh, re- a marathon taking place in the matchup here, because I think Chorich, once again, despite being a solid player, does still commit a decent amount of unforced errors, and he has done a good job of fighting up break points in this tournament, but he has still had to see a, bu- a decent amount of break points. So I think that you can see Baez break a couple of times. I think George will break two in this match, which is why the over under for breaks of serve in this match combined is five and a half and the over is plus 110, under is minus 150. So you're expecting to see a decent amount of, competitive service games for both players. And I think you might end up seeing a bit of a war because of it. But Baez was playing some really good tennis in the last half of the first set and the entire second set against DeGier. But it really did look like DeGier mentally checked out. So Baez did what he had to do. He's been thriving in the underdog role. And I think that it makes sense that George is favored but 175 does feel a little bit large to me. I think it should be closer to around minus 130, minus 140. So I guess for value, I think there's a little bit unbiased. But I do think for the sake of this match, I would lean to the over. I think you're going to see a bit of a marathon take place here. And once again, George has not exactly played great talent so far in this tournament. So does a step up in competition. In fact, Mamo is the only player in the top 100 that Chorch has beaten in this event. While you have seen Baez beat some quality players, this year has been pretty good this season. You're looking at Vukic, who made a final in a hardcore event earlier this summer. He has beaten some good players. Galan's been good on hardcore in the past. We remember that he beat Pas in the U.S. Open before. So once again, I think Baez has beaten better competition, which is why I do think he's being a little bit mispriced here. I hope I'm wrong, because once again, if Chorich wins, then we automatically win an outright because we have the two ones. So hopefully Chorich gets it done. But I do think Baez can make this match interesting. And I do think that if Chorich's unforced errors are going to be an issue, Baez can really make life difficult for him. And I think that you're going to see a marathon. So for me, I'm going to go with Baez plus the 2.5 games, I can definitely see this going 3, and I do think that Baez can win a set 6-3 as a result, which can result in a pretty similar scoreline to the first two matches that Baez had in this tournament, where you see a competitive match where the spread is basically 0 after the first two sets, and then the final set's close and it ends up being 6-4, and you end up covering. So I'm going to go with Baez plus the 2.5, but my favorite play in this match will be the over at 2.5 at plus 145. So that's going to wrap it up for the preview of the semifinal match between Baez and Chorich. Once again, unfortunately, Korda ended up withdrawing, so that's going to do it for all the action on Friday. However, it is time to get into the lock and Dog Picks, my favorite plays from the match. So before we get into any of that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Game Time. I don't know about all of you, but I personally love to attend sporting events in person. It used to be very difficult to actually find a very good place to get tickets until I found... Game time. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy and theaters near you. They also have some great features on their app. They have images of seat views, which is my personal favorite feature. Maybe in the past you tried to buy a ticket which you thought was going to get you a great view of the action. And the next thing you know, you picked the seat that had an obstruction directly in your line of view, and as a result, you wasted some money because you ended up not being able to see anything at all. But that is not going to happen with this feature because it'll show you on the app exactly what the projected view is, so you know exactly what to expect before you officially pay for the ticket. Plus, time is the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a good reason, and if you look at how efficient you can really buy your tickets. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price Guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You said it, forget it, and Underdog uh, does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's best ball mania tournament the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all? The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit arnwickfantasy.com or find them on the App Store and sign up with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. It's promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We're also brought to you by DraftKings. You've waited all year and the time has finally arrived. College football is back and so are the traditions, the tailgates and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after they are given to you. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by the SGP Patreon. Make sure to check out our Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon-exclusive access to contests, including the NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize the guys also just recorded their first sports Gam podcast stories podcast which is just for patrons and it chronicles the birth of the sports cam podcast network there's even a discord channel just for patrons the sports cam podcast has and always will give out their picks for free but the patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling sports patreon sports slash patreon Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the semifinal match in Winston Salem between Chorich and Baez. Once again, Corda Leshka not happening because Corda ended up withdrawing. So now it's time to get into the lock and dog picks for that one match. Starting off with the lock, I am going to go to a play that I did not discuss earlier. It's going to be a player prop. We're going to go with another team total. I'm going to go with Chorich over 12 and a half games on his personal total at minus 125. On Bet365. reasons why we're going to take the over here. First reason, Chorich, despite looking pretty sharp so far, has faced off against some weak competition. And even with that being the case, he has gone over this number in two of his last three matches. So going through his path so far, he had 13 games against Hichikata, and he ended up having 18 games against Mamo. Now, the last match he had, he buried Sarundalo, But once again, James Sarundalo is not a good hardcore player. So it's kind of shocking that he actually made it to the quarterfinals, but still, Chorich has been involved in some good performances, but the problem is he does occasionally have issues with unforced errors, and because of that, he does seem to struggle to break at times, which can result in longer sets. So Baez is an opponent who is not the greatest server, but he definitely can keep the ball in play, and he's also had a couple of longer matches in this event, longer matches than what Chorich has had. So he went to three sets against Galan in the first round. Galan ended up having a team total of 14 in that game. Vukic ended up losing to him in the next round, and Vukic also had 14. Then you're looking at... The final match, which was the matchup against DeGere, where it was very close, it looked like it was maybe going to head to three sets, and then DeGere no-showed the entire second set and decided it was time to go home. So, Baez has allowed his opponents to go over this number in two of the three matches, while George has gone over this number in two of the three. I said it was going to be a longer match, so George doesn't even need to win. If he loses a competitive match in three sets, he's going over. And if he wins in straight sets with a breaker or 7-5, he still wins. So there's a couple ways to get there, but I do think that Chorich and Baez will find themselves in a bit of a war here. So I am going to go with Chorich on the personal games total over at minus 125, and that number is 12.5. And And then for my dog, I mentioned it before, I am going to go with the over 2.5 sets at plus 135. Simply put, it's a great deal. I do think when you're looking at how these players match up, Chorch should win, but Baez has been in good form. And once again, this will be the highest ranked player that George has faced in this event as Baez is ranked 42nd, which tells you once again how weak Chorch's section actually was. But I do think that because of... The ease that Chorch was able to advance past weaker competition, he might be a bit overvalued by the market. So, I do think that Baez can make this match a lot more competitive than the odds makers suggest. And I do think this might end up going three sets, but plus 135, I think, this is a very good deal. So, I am going to take it. So, once again, the lock and all picks for the show the lock is going to be on Chorch team total over 12 and a half games at minus 125. And the dog will be the match over two and a half sets. At plus 135, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the 10 scaling podcast. I'll be back once again on either Friday night or Saturday morning, probably early Saturday morning, because I'm assuming by the time this match ends, I might have to wait a couple of hours for the lines to drop. But either way, point is, hopefully we sweep the lock and dog picks. Hopefully, George wins because if he does, once again, we automatically win an outright because we already have Leshko waiting for the winner in the final. And hopefully, we end up also de- destroying the U.S. Open in the upcoming weeks. But until next time, good old to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.